Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media. Join the conversation by emailing us at info at fusedmarriages.com. Okay, so before we jump into today's topic, we have a little announcement to make. Let's do it. What we got? All right, so today is the final episode of season one, Fused Marriages. Yay! Yay. Season one. But don't worry, we are coming back from, for season two on October the 18th. So make sure you check us out that Sunday night, October the 18th. But until then, we will be coming at you through Facebook Live in, and YouTube. And we want to talk to you every Tuesday morning. So make sure you wake up with us from 6 to 7 every Tuesday morning for the next wake four up, wake weeks. Wake up, wake up. Wake up, wake up, okay? So you get up on out of bed or lay in the bed, just turn us on. We are going to be answering your questions. We are going to be doing um, our the letters that we've received, letters of the day. Um, and we just want to have a different kind of interaction with you all. So get up with us Tuesday mornings from 6 to 7, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, or excuse me, um, YouTube live um, and check us out on Instagram too. connect yeah. with us there. We on the but, gram. We yeah, on the I'm gram. Saying, we, we there. Okay. We everywhere. We just want to connect with you in as many ways as possible. Um, but make sure you come back on Sunday night, October the 18th to check out um, season two of what we are doing here at fused marriages. Okay. All right. So let's jump into today's topic. Let's Michael, what we let's got going it. on today? Let's do it. Today we're doing something a little different. Mm -hmm. We have a book that we just finished reading. I thought it was amazing. So I said, you know, what? let's talk about it today. Mm -hmm. The author of the book is Dr. Darius Daniels. Okay. And he has a book, the name of the book. If you haven't got it yet, just go check it out. It's on Amazon, wherever you can check it out, but we're going to give you a synopsis here of it. Because, you know, some of y'all may not read. May, I don't know. But, like, they read. They may not, though. Reading so, is really important. It really We're going to save that conversation. It's fundamental. You know, I love it. I think it's important, particularly mm -hmm. for us that are in relationships or just in life. We want to evolve. And the more information we know, the grander and the deeper that we can go. So, so some of y'all that don't have the book or don't read, we're going to give you a synopsis of it a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's talk about it a little okay. bit. But it's called Relational Intelligence. Okay. And we did a previous podcast. Go check them out. We got a whole list of things about different topics, but that kind of mirrors up with this one. Mm -hmm. So relational. So the, the book, it goes into a lot of different aspects of it. we're going to talk about it, highlight a few of them. And a few of those are, you know what? He has these buckets he puts people in. Okay. He has a friend bucket. Mm -hmm. He has an advisor bucket. Mm -hmm. He has an associate bucket mm -hmm. and he has a mentor bucket. Okay. And he says, you know what? In this book, is like, okay, you got to figure out which bucket do these people belong in. Mm -hmm. But people are like, okay, what does that got to do with relationships, right? Well, we're always trying to find, you know, who's the right person, right? People always say, you know, I want my, I want a friend. And, and but they, they don't have, they kind of look and say, you know what? And sometimes they fall in love with somebody that might be an advisor, somebody to look up to. Wait, wait, wait. So are we talking about um, love relationships? Because you just said they fall yeah. in love with. Right. So Right, so, right. So walk us through the diff from the different buckets to our relationships. Right. So is is like. is there a difference, right, of the buckets between if I'm looking for a relationship? Is there a difference between these buckets of what I'm looking for between a love relationship or just a friendship? 
they, they kind of intersect in a way that, you know what, people are just trying to find something that's unique to them that allows them to grow as an individual and as a couple. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. And he kind of frames it up, right? He, it, the, the book is generally speaking, it's not necessarily about a love book or about relationships in a way that romantic relationships, it's about relationships in general. Okay. And I'm bringing to the table saying, you know what, a lot of these crossover, whether you're in a, just a, platonic friendship you're trying to know i got my my best homeboy we kind of tight or i'm looking for my wife Hmm. you know what i mean or i'm trying to relate to my wife Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so to me it crossed over quite a bit in my mind of what that looks like okay okay so the book is relational intelligence and it starts off with the concept of people being in different buckets of your life kind of categorizing though there can be some some bleed over from yep. each area. So we're just doing a little kind of our take and a little synopsis on it. But we do, we would love for you to go um, read it for yourself. Talk back with us, email us at info at See if it applies to you. Um, we're going to be kind of introducing some, some more um, information in season two and so forth um, for different books that we're reading, different resources that we think could benefit you. Also, you can go to the website, fusemarriages.com. We have some books there that you might be interested in, some different classes, workshops, all that is on the website. So as we are getting into the conversation mm-hmm. about people being in different categories and where the stream of love is between all of these. Um, So the first thing I would like to kind of talk about is friendships. Um, I know a lot of people, you said the friend bucket, um, a lot of people might kind of choose their, their mate out of the friend bucket. Is that okay? Is that good? Is that bad? What what are your thoughts? I mean, I think, and it's just for, for me, like I said, and I think for us and maybe a lot of you as well, but like you want to be in love with somebody that's your friend. Mm Mm-hmm. It is hard. It's you can love somebody that's not a friend to say y'all kind of like, you know, y'all match up in different ways, whether it's financially, whether they got the same kind of flow with religious religion, whatever that all that is good. Mm-hmm. But you want somebody that you have a friendship with. Right. Because sometimes, you know what? I don't feel like being loving, but you still my friend, though. So here's a question. All right. I really want to know what you, what you think about this. Mm-hmm. Do you have to be friends before? you're in love with them or can you be in love? And then a friendship kind of develops after that. When you say have to, so I always like, you know what? Well, I mean, this, some people yeah. say like, Oh, well we had, we, you know, we were cool. And then we just found out, man, I'm feeling her. I'm feeling him. And then we got together. And then there are some people that are like, they kind of meet and there's this spark. And then they find out later, like, Oh my gosh, we have so much in common. What do yeah, you think? I think, I mean, like I said, I mean, the have to kind of throws me okay. into like saying yeah. like, okay, you know what? Nothing you really have to do. I think it's preferred to be a friend. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking at. You know what? The friendship should develop first. Does it have to? No, maybe not. But I think if I'm picking the ideal path, I would say yes. You know what? Yeah. Let's develop friendship first. I think that's a really, I, I think it's an interesting question, which is why I asked it. Mm-hmm. But I think most important coming out of that question is that you do have to have the foundation of, of friendship at some point yeah. <laughs> before you get married, make sure that you are cool with who this person is. If they have silly jokes or um, if they cook or don't cook, like, okay, this is my friend. Because a lot of the time, a lot of times in marriage, it's not, you know, it, it can be sex and logistics and kids and all that. But at some point, it's just going to be the two of you. Can you laugh together? Can you go on a trip together? Yep. Can you spend time together? Does he do silly things or does is she just, you know, bring a smile to your face? What about that person um, makes them a friend? Um, I think that that's 
critically yeah. important because a lot of times in marriage, maybe I shouldn't say it this way, but a lot of times in marriage, you might not just be head over heels in love with the person. You might love them, but them being cute, I've said this on a show before, them being cute, just sometimes you like, man, this is not this is not cutting it, you know, this is not, this is not enough. So being attracted to a person or even having the same interests doesn't mean that you have friendships. There are people that, you know, you might both like sports. You might both like the same sports team, but that doesn't mean that you're friend. You might just have camaraderie over that one thing. So you have to, it's really important that you have a friendship um, that is a deep and invested that you're both really investing in this friendship. And that's a warning sign red flag. If you're the only one really investing into a deeper relationship, um, kind of, you might want to reconsider and I'm not trying to break anybody up, you know, and especially if you're already married, but if you're dating, you're watching us and you're like, Hmm, man, I'm giving a lot to this and I don't really know him or I don't really know her or man, we have a good time when we're out with other people. But when it's just the two of us, you know, we're just kind of bored. We spend most of our time on our phones. You might, you know, that's not, it's not a good sign. That's all I'm saying. That's the truth. That's the truth. I know one point I want to bring up in, in the book and we can kind of talk about it a little bit. He says, um, basically friends, they can deal with your flaws. Hmm. It's not that they don't know what they are. They know what your flaws are. Mm-hmm. They know where you basically where your weaknesses are, mm-hmm. but they can deal with them. A real friend is basically what he's saying. A real friend can deal with your flaws. So you know what? If a person can't deal with your flaws, so I shouldn't let me qualify that because if you're not trying to, he knows that he or she knows that you're working on them too, though. Mm-hmm. So they know what they are and they know what you're working on them. So that's how that was an interesting concept. You know, if somebody can't deal with your flaws, ooh, that might be just a, like you said, a yellow flag or red flag. Cause like, I mean, we're all trying to grow and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's an interesting point. And I think um, depending on the friend too, some things have time limits, you know, like if, if your friend is with you and walking with you for a long time and like, okay, I'm still, I'm still in this, I'm still in this, but it doesn't mean that they're going to be in this thing forever. And that might not be, you know, what you want to hear, or even right. the point that he's trying to make, but sometimes you can take a long time to develop. It's the same thing in a marriage. We've talked about this, I think, um, in the episode on the brink, you know, you can be working but just taking taking a really long time. And you have to understand that those people that love and care with you, I know I have to understand that. The people that love and care for you, they're walking this thing out too. And right. it doesn't mean that they're not hurting, that they're not wounded, that you're not affecting them or offending them in some way as you're trying to figure it out. So there's a certain amount of grace. I know I have friends in my life that have extended me massive amounts of yeah. grace as I've tried to figure things out in my own life. I'm sure it's the same with you, and I'm sure it's the same with you. You have yeah. those people that are just so special and so important um, that you don't want to lose. So that's just something you want to, I just wanted to kind of throw yeah. out there. And I think just, we talked about, you know, do, do you want to be a friend first? I think in the, in the book, he also mentions like, you know what, if I'm a car then my friend or my friends or my connection groups are the gas. Hmm. So like I have a car, but I can't really go to my fullest potential alone i need i need friendships a friend a wife a spouse deep you know friendships that allows me to kind of go further yeah so like if you don't see that person like okay i'm with this person but man i really can't i mean i can do i can do without them or i really can't go as far without them like how do you see that person is the question you need to kind of frame in your mind yeah there's a the quote i can't remember who said it you might recognize it but it's everybody that came with you can't go with you yeah yeah I don't know oh, if you yeah. said that, oh. but that the idea of sometimes you might have people in your life that are seasonal. 
Yeah. It might get you to point A. I know, um, I won't go too much into this, but sometimes when you get married, if you're a newlywed, some, you have friends that fall off, you know, yeah. like, okay. And, and they, they are with you all through your single, all through your, you know, your wedding and all of that. And then as you try to get some stuff together, you know, they might not be there anymore. Right. Or if you go through um, a really traumatic or difficult season, um, maybe with your kids or mm-hmm. um, you move. You There's a lot of people talk about like, man, I thought we were so close. We kicked it every weekend. And then I moved to another city or another state and I never hear from it anymore. Or if you're widowed um, where, you know, you're widowed or divorced, you know, those are two different kinds of things. But when you're no longer in that unit that people might have been accustomed yeah. to. Yeah. And then you see like, OK, these people aren't responding to me in the same way or they don't want to be around me in the same way. So I think this um, it's just interesting to consistently evaluate your friendships. Where are they? Who are you in that relationship? Are you the draining friend? Are you um, giving to that relationship? Yeah. Are you supportive to the friendship? And then how does that affect your relationship? So as we kind of dig into this a little bit, this friendship aspect is also kind of important to note that that same thing it applies to your relationships outside of your marriage can apply to your, your relationship inside the marriage. Are you being a friend to your spouse, not just a lover, not just somebody to kind of talk about the finances or to take care of the kids, but do you have friend time? And sometimes that's hard to carve out. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have a lot going on, but saying, you know what, every day for 15 minutes, at least we're going to sit and we're just going to talk like friends talk, not like caking up and all that, not being boo and all of that, but just like, what you think about what's going on? How you, how you feeling? You know, what, what, where are you trying to go? Are you on track for your goals? Hey, I've noticed these things about you. How is this going internally? You're working on this. How is it? How is it? Are you still interested in the same things? And these are just some questions that I'm throwing out because when that friendship starts to deteriorate, then you just have logistics. Then you just have, okay, we have sex every Wednesday and then we have to pick up the kids on these times on these days do this or hey we have the house or we have this get together that we're going through and your your relationship just kind of starts to separate you know what i mean no absolutely uh, i think i mean on the other topics he talked about no difference between an associate and a and a friend mm-hmm. and i just to, just to highlight a little bit it's like if i'm almost with what you're going into basically you can depend on a friend a friend is trusting associate you know what you kind of still trying to figure out if they are that mm-hmm. And sometimes people get attached to an associate romantically. Ooh. Wow. And like they don't really know if they can really trust them or depend on them, but they end up getting attached and then they're trying to figure it out. Okay, now can I trust and depend on them? It's, mm. And it, it's not say it's too late, but like it's like puts you in a real predicament of trying to be in a relationship with somebody that you don't know if you can trust mm. or depend on. Wow. I wonder if a lot of people kind of, walk that path where they get really hurt because Mm. of what you just said, they get attached emotionally to an associate and an associate is somebody as you define somebody you just can't trust. You haven't, you haven't gone there yet. Now, is there a length of time or is this like, you know, bad things happen? Like, how do you, how do you determine, Hey, I trust this person other than kind of like that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I think what I would do to kind of figure out if I can trust a person, I got to go through a season with you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like a life season, not necessarily a year season, but a life season with you. Like, you know what? See you when you up, see you when you down, mm-hmm. see you when you just kind of just average. Mm-hmm. And like that to me, that gives me the complete picture of saying, OK, I know how to respond to this person. And can I deal with that mm-hmm. when they real up? Are they real arrogant? 
or are they real? You know what I mean? Or are they drip? I don't know, right? Or are they real down? What what do they look like? Mm-hmm. Can I can I and can I deal with that? Mm-hmm. But I do want to note in that because that's really a great point. That doesn't mean forever because some dudes and some ladies will be around and they'll be waiting for this waiting for this ring or waiting for this proposal or, you know, I'm not so sure yet in two, three, four, five years have passed and, you know, oh, well, you know, they together and everybody knows that you're together, but there hasn't been any commitment for the future. And by commitment, I'm not just talking about, you know, like we move in together. Like that's, you move in together, you can move out, you know, but I'm talking about something a little um, more solid, like, an engagement, right, like something right. it shouldn't, at least in my mind, right. you know, and you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. It shouldn't mm-hmm. take, you know, five, six, seven years for him to decide or for her to say yes, or him to say, hey, you know what? I think this is the one like at, at some point there should have been some trusting before then, in my opinion, value yourself and say, you know what, as much as I love you, I can see that it's not reciprocated. So I'm going to allow you to find someone else and I'm going to do the same. That's yeah. what I think. So yep. that's on my, my on the yep. trusting thing. But as we kind of jump back into the friendship thing between the two, hey, because there's such a strong bond between you, you mentioned earlier that there that that's the gas. So a really good relationship should motivate you to propel you forward. Yep. It should push. It should put that gas in your tank. So it's like, okay, I'm ready to wake up the next day and do this. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Just kind of go back what you just talking about, you know, somebody taking, you know, three or four or five years to kind of really figure out like, OK, if that person is, is for them. Some people I would I would say that person may have trust issues. Right. Mm-hmm. They've been burned in the past. So it may not just necessarily be you that they're dealing with. They're really trying to work through what happened to them and they're trying to figure out how do they kind of get past that to deal with you. Yeah. In that, though, I think there has to be some some form of articulation like somebody has to say something it can't be yeah we just keep going business as usual and every time that one of us brings up a um, commitment it's like a, eh, you know yeah my, my one of my friends used to call it the the dtr conversation the DTR. define the relationship oh that's good one. I like okay that. we need to have that dtr conversation DTR. define the relationship conversation so if you are in this um we know we have people that watch us that are single that are married, that have been married for 20 years, that have been married for three months. Um, so I know that this is something that kind of comes up in it. Like, okay, how deep yeah. does your friendship go? And then other friendships that have been around can sometimes challenge that, meaning, um, you know, he has been friends with this group of friends for like 20 years. They grew mm-hmm. up together, and then here you come, and now you're the new friend. Okay, this is his girl, and he spent a lot of time with his girl or her dude, and she's spending a lot of time. Right. And now that friendship is developing and it takes kind of, it takes a little bit of time, but it, it takes intentional time. So I know sometimes there's jealousy in, in other friendships. What do you, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, yeah, I think that can happen. I mean, you got, I mean, I think the person that's coming, that's like coming into the group new, they're an outsider. Mm-hmm. So they got stuff they didn't did and talked about. And like, unless you can flow with that and try to figure out how you're going to fit into that pocket, you're going to be an outsider. And I think, you know, I mean, people sometimes that's uncomfortable. Okay, why aren't they, you know, you know, joking with me or they not, you know, taking to me like that? But they don't know you like that yet. Hmm. Even though the person that brought you, they they, they know you and feel, but they, if they're not good at kind of interweaving you into that friendship, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little time. Mm-hmm. I think some of that can be really challenging depending on how the other people feel about the friend. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you this. What if, this is our what if scenario, what if 
the person um, has the new partner. We're just going to say it's a dude. He has a new partner. Um, this is somebody he's committed to. And some of the other friends don't really, not vibing with her. Like, uh, we, we don't know. We like the last girl or, you know, we don't know if this girl is right for you. But you sold, you know, hey, yeah. this is the one. What do you, how do you negotiate those other friendships with this new relationship? I think, I mean, to me, I, I, I don't give people the automatic, I guess, pass to say, you know what, I have to like you. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. So now they can't be disrespectful mm-hmm. to you, even though they don't know you, but they don't have to like you because they don't know you. And then like, you know what? They may be taking the person that brought you their words saying, okay, you know what? She's cool. And they may not say anything. The person might didn't, you know, just kind of, hey, as a new person I'm bringing, you know what? She cool. That's all they know. Mm-hmm. And they trying to figure out, okay, is she really? I seen the last couple you done brought girls, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I ain't too sure. Yeah. And the, all the conversations ain't happening, but they happening up in their head space, mm-hmm. right? So like, I think that it, it, it takes time. People got to be patient and say, oh, you know what? If I'm a good person, it's going to come out yeah. and they're going to see it. And if they don't respect that, I know I'm a good person now. Okay. Now I, I have some, you know, Leo say, you know, Hey, what's going on? Take the initiative. You go talk to them one-on-one. Mm. It's basically that's how relationships are built, right? One-on-one, you can, it's hard to get in a relationship with a, a friend group and a group. Y'all got to say, okay, I'm going to go spend some time with this person. Just, okay, it's five minutes. Just talk to them. Hey, how's it going? What's going on? And really try to get that one-on-one time with them. Just so you have a little bit of insight about who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Thought. I think all the relationships can be challenging. And mm-hmm. depending on how long that person has been friends with their other peers, it can be, it can get kind of, it can get kind of sticky. So there yep. has to be always, and we talk about this all the time, there always has to be open lines of communication between you and your partner, you, you and your spouse or your boyfriend or your fiance. Um, just saying like, hey. I'm not, you know, this is how I'm feeling when I'm with your friends or when I'm with vice versa or even with your family. So how can I, how can I be responsible for me and put myself out there and how right. can you help it be a more comfortable situation? But sometimes this can lead to some frustration. Yep. Um, so one of the things he talks about in the book is dealing with frustration. So yeah. let's get into that. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he kind of, you know, he's kind of talking about the friendships and trying to figure people are trying to figure out relationally how they fit in to different groups, whatever, and then frustration kicks in. And he basically, he talks about, you know, it's about expectations. Hmm. So expectations kind of get out of whack. And he, he uses the example, like, you know, like you know, he's the car example a lot, but like talking about a check engine light. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not something wrong that the car can't drive, but the frustration is that check engine light that comes on. Mm-hmm. Like something not right. Hmm. And, then the, and you're, then you're forced to kind of deal, okay, what's, what's going on? And a lot of people will necessarily try to push through it, try to ignore it. You know what I mean? But you got to figure out what is going on with my relationship with the friend group or the person I'm dating or my husband, my wife. There's frustration there that needs to be figured out. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a I think that that's a really big thing, because one of the things mm-hmm. you point out is that it, it's you figuring it out for you. <laughs> it's yep. you doing yep. some kind of yep. internal evaluation saying, OK, I'm frustrated. Let me evaluate me. Why am I frustrated? Let me take a moment and and be responsible versus kind of forcing that on somebody else. Yeah. And I'm going to take a, a, a little a little highlight out of the book that kind of jumped in my mind as you were saying that. It's like sometimes frustration, we got to figure out, right? He talks about his unmet expectations, right? Which really come down to like with frustration. Then he says, you know what? Is a person willing or not able? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Is a person not willing or are they not able? 
not willing to meet the expectation yeah to meet the expectation okay talk through that what is not willing and not able yeah not willing is like you know what hey you know what i need you to you know do the dishes at nighttime for me before we go to bed mm-hmm. and the person like no man, i'm not i ain't doing no dishes in no nighttime mm-hmm. done with that you know what i mean i'm not going i'm not going to do that that's not willing that's not willing okay not able is like say you know what man my day is kind of is 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 organized differently i get sleepy you know what i mean and I doze off and I, you know, just, man, just, I'm struggling. I'm not able to right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that'd be, you know, that's a comical example. Like that's, I mean, that's an example of like somebody. It's comical because it's what we <laughs> That's real life. You know what? I get tired, y'all. I love, I don't mind doing the dishes. This but... is, okay. So <laughs> this is like real life because, <laughs> because I think I've said it before, but one of our first, um, I think for our first year, this is a while ago. So our first year of marriage, I think that was one of the biggest arguments that we had was that I like the dishes done at night. I just don't like to wake up to any dirty dishes. Um, and Michael is, I wake up in the morning and as I get my day going, I'm listening to my music and I clean up. And so for the first year we were like, like, Oh my gosh. And one of the things that this that this conversation kind of brings out is Michael would not like doing them at night because by the time that we eat and kind of take care of everything, make sure that the household is good and getting to the dishes and loading the dishwasher. To me, it wasn't a big deal. It was just a continuation of the day. But by the time that, that he'd got to it, he'd be like, I'm just so tired. He'd be falling asleep on the couch. I'd be like, are you going to do these dishes? Am I going to have to do, right. do clean and pick up and put away the food and do the dishes? So it can be this understanding the dynamic between, okay, we got to figure out something that works for us because he's not able to do this. Not that he, cause he really wouldn't be like obnoxious about it. He was like, Hey, let me just try to get to them in the morning. But to me, it, I was such a stickler that we had to kind of compromise about how we were going to do this thing. Um, so this is an excellent example. Yeah, so are, yeah, of, yeah. Of real how, life, real how life it really goes. And you might have those experiences in your relationship. And I think really determining and being able to kind of step away, step back and say, okay, right. they're not doing it, but why are they not doing it? Are they are doing this thing? Why are they doing this thing? I think that's a big deal. I think yeah. that's really great. A really, really great, great point. Um, and I think another thing that, that the book talks about is when you're picking your person, Make mm-hmm. sure that you are not picking while you are broken. I think oh, this man. is just so huge. Talk a little bit about that. Man, that's that, that's so deep. Because basically, I had a book of frame. I, I was like going to my mind reading this book. I was like, man, if you're broken, that person is going to relate to you in your broken state. Mm-hmm. So when you get healed or get better, get in this better place, and you, you adjust, are they going to be able to adjust? Mm-hmm. What if they can't? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the risk that you run. Not saying it's not impossible, but that's the risk of saying like, man, I'm... I mean, I'm, I'm not completely where I need to be at on the inside, mentally, whatever, spiritually. And I'm going to progress to this next level. Can that, is that person, are they, are they loving you for you at or love you where you're trying to go? Yeah, I think that's just such a, such a major thing. And that's why whenever kind of we talk to couples, it's not that you can't get married to somebody that's, you know, been through a bad relationship mm-hmm. or somebody that's even been divorced you just have to make sure that you're not attaching to them and you become like the superman or the person that's going to pull them out of this place or superwoman like it's been a dark season or man you're the first good thing that they've had in a long time and now that's that's the box that you're put in so it's not caring about the person holistically it's based on this and then like you said if you grow out of that or you get therapy out of that then you're no longer relatable. Like you, you don't have anything in common because what you had in common 
was brokenness. What you had in common was being wounded. And now the relationship dynamics have changed. So the, the relationship is no longer viable. So just make sure that if you are, um, if you are that broken person, if you have been, um, you know, hurt by life as we all have, or have been going, have gone through a challenging relationship or a challenging season, make sure that you give your time yourself some time to heal before you jump into the next thing, because then that thing will no longer, won't, won't be what it could be. And it's not to say that that person that's always been there isn't the person for you. It's just to say, make sure that you give yourself space to take care of you. And in that, um, he said an interesting thing in the book that um, selfishness and self-advocacy are not the same thing. I think no. sometimes when we take care of ourselves, we think, oh, I'm being selfish Steve. or I mean, you're, you're being selfish because you're not, you're not doing this and this and this. I would love for you to kind of, before we wrap up today's yeah, show, kind yeah. of jump into what that, what is the difference? What does that mean? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I think he talks about a lot about reflection and self-care and kind of really like making sure you, you are your best self. Mm -hmm. If I'm not my best self, then can I be any good for you? Mm -hmm. Right. If I'm not loving me right, can I love you right? And that's where that self-advocacy, I'm saying, hold on, break it down for me. Advocacy. Advocacy. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's my, she my English teacher sometimes, y'all. <laughs> she, I mean, like, but but it's just really trying to, like, just get that reflection and mm -hmm. understanding of, you know, what what's going on with me. Yeah. Because if I got to figure out what's going on with you before I figure out what's going on with me, I may miss some things, right, of really yeah. how to love you. Cause I'm still dealing with some stuff that I got to deal with with my own self. So yeah, and it's it's just so important to take care of you. So we will put a link to this book on our website, fusemarriages.com. And we just thank you guys for joining us for season one. Make sure that you jump back in with us season two, October the 18th. But make sure you connect with us um, on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram. Check out our website for more content and marriages. Our more content and resources, FusedMarriages.com. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.